Welcome to Furniture Industry News, your daily dose of developments, insights, and updates in the furniture sector. Whether you're a manufacturer, retailer, or a professional in the furniture industry, this is your go-to resource for staying informed and ahead of the curve. We carefully curate the most relevant industry news so you can focus on what you do best, knowing that you are equipped with the knowledge you need. So let's dive into what's new and noteworthy in the world of furniture today. In the wake of the bustling holiday season, it appears that in January, America's buying zeal took a slight respite as retail sales dipped, perhaps finding a temporary lull in the otherwise steadfast economic journey. Despite this seasonal cooldown, analysts and economists collectively breathe a sigh of relief, noticing that consumer engagement still sparkles in the market's eye. Jack Kleinhens, the chief economist at the National Retail Federation, remains optimistic, attributing the tempered retail performance to a cocktail of extreme weather disruptions, no doubt shaking the patterns of product demand and consumption. This weather-induced hiccup, combined with a slight dip in January's goods prices and a pivot of consumer dollars towards services, paints a fuller picture beyond just the numbers. Nevertheless, looking at the overall retail landscape painted by the U.S. Census Bureau's report, it reveals a modest year-over-year increase of 0.6%. Zeroing in on core retail sales, which sieve out the fluctuations of auto dealers, gasoline stations, and restaurants, we observe a parallel trajectory with a dip of 0.8% from December, juxtaposed against an encouraging ascent of 2.8% year over year. The resilience of core retail sales is underscored by a three-month moving average up by 3.2%, unadjusted as of this January. In concert with proprietary studies like the CNBC NRF Retail Monitor, powered by Affinity Solutions, the data reverberates with this early year's subtlety, showing core January retail sales merely a fraction below December's, and yet year-over-year, standing tall with a 3.2% lift, reinforcing the image of a U.S. economy and labor market that continues to chug along with determination. Retail experts underline this point, imbuing a sense of progress that, while tempered by natural and economic headwinds, persists with a forward momentum. These insights forge a clear message to those within the furniture industry. The market pulse may fluctuate, but the heart of consumerism beats strong, powered by an economy that steadfastly marches on. The dream of homeownership remains a top priority for many Americans, even as they navigate the complexities of the current economic climate. Despite a cooling in the housing market, a recent survey by Realtor.com has shown a light on the resilience of this American aspiration, revealing that a significant drop in mortgage interest rates could reinvigorate potential home buyers' pursuits. An important benchmark has emerged, the sub-6% mortgage rate. This figure has become a linchpin for about 40% of those surveyed who aim to buy within the next year. They believe that dipping below this rate could convert their homeownership dreams into reality. Meanwhile, a smaller yet notable 18% of hopeful buyers are looking for rates to fall below 7%. The current 30-year fixed rate hovers around 7M.3%. And while Realtor.com's 2024 housing forecast does not anticipate a descent below 6.5%, there remains a silver lining, a collective optimism towards stepping onto the property ladder. The generational lens offers particularly insightful perspectives on mortgage rates. Millennials and the younger Generation Z are proving more adaptable, with nearly half of millennial respondents willing to purchase homes, even if rates climbed above 8%. 
This aligns with over half of them feeling that now is a compelling time to make a move in the housing market. On the other hand, sentiment is more conservative among Gen X and baby boomers, illustrating the diverse financial thresholds and priorities across age groups. With over 40% of millennials poised to buy a home in the coming year, they lead the generational pack, leaving Gen Z, Gen X, and baby boomers trailing behind. For many in Gen Z, the goalpost moves further to within the next five years, emphasizing the varied timelines unique to each generation's economic and life stage positions. It's an intricate tapestry of data that weaves together ambitions, economic realities, and generational viewpoints on the evolving landscape of home buying in America. As the industry keeps a watchful eye on mortgage rates and consumer sentiment, the pursuit of homeownership remains both a challenge and opportunity on the horizon. In a turn that mirrors wider economic trends, the United States furniture market witnessed a sharp downturn in imports during 2023. Investment banking firm Mann, Armistead, and Epperson reported that household furniture imports plummeted by 22%. Indicative of a larger narrative of cooling consumer demand, this gives us an essential glimpse into the shifting sands of the industry. China, long known as a powerhouse in manufacturing, suffered the most significant drop with its shipments to the U.S. falling by nearly 30%. Following closely behind, Vietnam, another major exporter to the U.S., saw its furniture shipments dwindle by almost 20%. Alarmingly, Malaysia's numbers also reflected a substantial contraction, with exports to the U.S. totaling down just over 36%. However, the statistics aren't solely a story of decline. Canada proved to be the outlier among the key players, marking a modest uptick of 1.5% in its shipments to the U.S., Mexico, and Italy. Despite experiencing decreases, continues to play crucial roles as exporters, hauling in $3.2 billion and $1.3 billion, respectively. The durability of these relationships underscores the U.S. market's reliance on a diverse array of sourcing strategies, which grows more important as certain sectors contract. While the overall impact of these changes is discernible, a nuanced view reveals that these numbers, distressing as they may seem, still rise above the early pandemic and pre-pandemic levels encountered between 2016 and 2020. This perspective may offer a silver lining, suggesting resilience within the industry, despite the current economic headwinds. As we continue to navigate these complex and often unpredictable tides, the imperative for a robust, diversified sourcing strategy becomes even clearer, ensuring steadiness and adaptability in a market that is anything but constant. The landscape of furniture exports from the United States has been shifting, reflecting a complex interplay of global market dynamics. Our country witnessed a decrease in overall exports by 4.1% in 2023, marking a descent from previous year's figures as detailed by the investment banking firm Mann, Armistead, and Epperson. This decline in total export revenue, which fell to $2.4 billion from $25 billion in 2022, sends a clear message. The international appetite for American-made furniture is facing challenges. Interestingly, the impact of this downturn has been uneven across our trading partners. Some of our traditional markets like Australia and the UK saw a significant retracting demand, with Australia buying $27 million, down a remarkable 18.2% and the UK importing furniture valued at a diminished $48 million, a slide of 9.4%. Japan is another major market that experienced a reduction in its purchases, translating to $24 million, which is down 8.3%.
Other nations, such as South Korea and Germany, also reported declines, showcasing the broad nature of the export falloffs. On the more hopeful side of the spectrum, we see a curious outlier trend. Countries such as China and Saudi Arabia bucking the downward trajectory. China demonstrated an uplift in its imports of U.S.-made furniture with a 25% increase, indicating a noteworthy shift in its sourcing patterns. Saudi Arabia similarly exhibited a climbing interest rate with an 18.5% rise from the previous year. This growth, although modest, is a silver lining, spotlighting these markets as potential focal points for U.S. furniture export strategies moving forward. With an eye on the data, it's clear that while traditional strongholds in furniture export have weakened, other markets offer a glimmer of opportunity, signaling a need for the industry to pivot and explore new territories, as well as reinforce the evolving partnerships that defy the prevailing downward trend. In a move that elegantly blends human expertise with advanced technology, IKEA, a household name in the home furnishing sector, has adopted a forward-thinking approach to customer service. IKEA's significant strategic pivot involves upskilling their call center workforce to become adept interior design consultants, actively boosting the value they offer to their customers. Simultaneously, routine customer service inquiries are being delegated to IKEA's innovative team member, an AI bot aptly named Billy. Mingling AI with the company's operational fabric, Billy has commendably managed to handle nearly half of the customer queries over the past couple of years, showcasing the rising competence of AI in automating customer service tasks. IKEA's clever strategy doesn't stop there. Following successful pilots in European markets, IKEA has expanded its interior design services to both the United Kingdom and the United States. These services, launched last April, are a testament to the company's commitment to enhancing the shopping experience and fostering deeper connections with consumers. But the implications for our industry go beyond IKEA's walls. As we all grapple with the allocation of disposable income in a competitive sector, the lesson here is clear. Embracing AI-fueled automation for repetitive yet critical tasks, such as customer support, data analysis, and inventory management is no longer optional. From generating personalized shopping experiences to improving operational efficiency, AI solutions are proving to be a game-changer. Salesforce's recent introduction of AI Cloud and the Einstein GPT tool is another example. It enables sales representatives to tailor personalized emails to meet specific customer needs. In conclusion, as documented by IKEA's implementation, AI is more than just a technological advancement. It is an essential component in the evolution of customer service. With AI's ever-expanding capabilities, it behooves all of us in the home furnishing sector to integrate intelligent solutions into our business models. Those who do so will likely find themselves well-positioned in the market reaping the benefits of innovation and efficiency. Beyond Incorporated, the parent company of Bed Bath & Beyond and Overstock, has their sights set on a lofty sales target for 2024. With a strategic plan to surge its revenue by $440 million, the anticipation is to pivot back into profitability, especially in the latter half of the year. At the heart of this ambitious goal is the optimization of e-commerce operations, an area where Bed Bath & Beyond is expected to increase customer frequency and nurture consumer trust. Meanwhile, Overstock aims to capitalize on this customer loyalty by promoting the sale of higher-ticket items, seeking to beef up the average order value and margins. Executive Chairman Marcus Limonis did not mince words when he expressed his confidence during the recent Q4 review call. 
I joined this company because I am 100% confident we can turn this company into the triple A of the home business. He announced, underlining a profound commitment to rejuvenate Beyond Incorporated's identity in the home sector. Important steps in this reinvigoration involve cleaning up the customer file to deduplicate over 150 million records, operational segregation of Bed Bath and & Beyond and Overstock, and an expansion of the Bed Bath & Beyond assortment. Initiatives like tailored experiences for purchase occasions and relaunching brands like Wamsuda are among the strategies to draw in a broader customer base. Each brand under Beyond Incorporated's umbrella is now marching to the beat of its own drum, operating as distinct entities under separate leaders with separate P and Ls. Products may range across similar categories between Bed Bath and Beyond and Overstock, but product duplication is strictly off the cards. The plans for Bed Bath and Beyond include introducing novel shopping experiences for babies, kids, and college living. Overstock will reinstate categories like jewelry and beauty, complementing its mainstay furniture and home decor offerings. Lemonis envisions licensing the retail name beyond the borders of the United States, starting with potential prospects like Dubai. The addition of services such as furniture installation, delivery, and even future acquisitions or shop-in-shop partnerships are on the horizon. For 2024, the forecast is set. Beyond Incorporated strives for $2 billion in sales buoyed by a target gross margin around 20%. The script for the company is clear. Achieve a strong upper line and a healthy bottom line to march back into the black. Despite facing a challenging quarter marked by extreme weather conditions, Lazy Boy Incorporated has provided an update on its performance that carries a tone of cautious optimism. The residential furniture manufacturer and retailer reported that consolidated delivered sales fell by 13% for the third quarter, ending January 27th, primarily affected by January's winter storms, which necessitated temporary manufacturing shutdowns, as well as causing delivery delays and reduced traffic across their stores. However, not all the news was bleak. When examining figures against their pre-pandemic third quarter, the company identified a 5% uplift in sales. The period in question saw Lazy Boy post revenues of $500.4 million, down from the $572.7 million reported a year prior. This dip in sales has raised questions and driven conversations among industry experts and stakeholders who follow the company's financial well-being closely. Melinda D. Whittington, the president and CEO of Lazy Boy, weighed in, commenting on the resilience of the brand and industry, despite the general slowdown. She expressed confidence in the furniture and home furnishings industry's mid- to long-term growth potential. Additionally, Whittington highlighted structural housing shortages, potential improvements in interest rates, and housing affordability as factors that could benefit the sector. Following the disruptions, she assures that production and deliveries have resumed as usual. It is also notable that, within her strategies outlined, is the completion of an acquisition of a six-store network in the Midwest, a move that augments the company's owned store network to 184 of 353 total in the Lazy Boy Furniture Gallery's umbrella. Bob Lucian, Lazy Boy's chief financial officer, shared that the results align with both their sales guidance and operating margin expectations. Looking to the future, he has forecasted delivered sales ranging from $505 million to $535 million, with a non-GAAP operating margin between 7% to 8% for the fiscal fourth quarter. 
the Lazy Boy retail segment saw a decrease in sales of 18% to $205 million, with the wholesale segment also experiencing a margin drop of 13% to $356 million. In the e-commerce space, Joybird's written sales saw a decrease reflecting broader industry trends, yet the company reported an 18% increase in delivered sales for the brand. To close their statement, the company made a point of highlighting its strong financial position, ending the quarter with a significant amount of cash on hand and no external debt. This foundation is crucial as Lazy Boy navigates through the complexity of current economic trends and consumer behaviors, and it remains an essential part of its strategy for driving future growth. Turning our focus now to the realm of home improvement retail, it's been a period of reflection for the industry giant, Home Depot. In a revealing update, Home Depot has reported sales figures of $34.8 billion for its fiscal fourth quarter, which is a 2.9% decrease from $35.8 billion in the same period last year. These numbers don't stand in isolation. As for the full fiscal year, sales saw a 3% drop, totaling $152.7 billion. Now, these figures translate to a more tangible impact as well, with comparable store sales dropping 3.5% and U.S. comparable store sales facing a 4% setback. Bringing it into perspective with the bottom line, net earnings for the quarter have taken a hit of 14.5%. But let's pause and consider the full fiscal year earnings. Home Depot garnered net earnings of $15.1 billion. Dissecting these numbers reveals a 9.5% decrease compared to 2022. Home Depot isn't just crunching numbers, though. They're looking at the tangible aspects of their operation. The average customer ticket this quarter saw a slight decline, and the sales per retail square foot followed suit with a 3.6% reduction. Yet despite these sobering statistics, Home Depot's executives maintain a stance of optimism. They recognize the past three years have heralded exceptional growth and view 2023 as a time for building foundational strengths. Ted Decker, the CEO, emphasized their dedication to strategic investments, which revolve around enhancing customer experience, expanding services for the professional customer base, and growing their physical store presence. This dedication to growth is grounded in their view of a vibrant future for home improvements, within a market they estimate to be valued at over $950 billion. Amid financial ebbs and flows, Home Depot's resolve to evolve and expand remains unfaltering, ensuring they stay a cornerstone in the industry, even in more temperate fiscal seasons. In today's financial news segment, we turn our attention to Beyond Incorporated, the umbrella that brings together Overstock and Bed Bath and Beyond. Amidst a landscape of commercial transformations, Beyond Incorporated detailed its annual performance, revealing that the road has been anything but smooth. For the 12 months concluding December 31st, net revenues plumbed a hefty 19%. In a quarterly perspective, revenue dipped by 5% to $384 million. A stark swing from the $405 million clocked in during the fourth quarter of 2022. Sharpening the edge of this financial contour was a net loss of $161 million, an extension from the previous year's fourth quarter net loss of $15.5 million. The full-year figures also spotlighted greater distress with a net loss of $308 million, a significant expansion from the net loss of $35 million in 2022. 
Beyond the raw numbers, the company's executives articulated a candid dissatisfaction with the fourth quarter results, which have ignited a series of strategic recalibrations intent on reshaping the company's trajectory. A focus on nurturing customer relations, streamlining operations, and igniting brand revival is front and center, as elucidated by Chief Financial and Administrative Officer Adrienne Lee. The blueprint for resurgence prominently features notable cost reductions and the pursuit of innovative pathways for growth. Under the newly installed chief executive officers for the respective divisions, Beyond Incorporated is leveraging its customer database, refining it from contamination and duplicity, to craft more poignant and impactful customer engagements. Furthermore, they've laid bare their intention to operate Bed Bath & Beyond and overstock as distinct autonomous entities with separate profit and loss responsibilities, tailored offerings, and bespoke growth plans. Both leaders for Overstock and Bed Bath & Beyond voiced their unwavering commitment to reinvigorate their brands and redefine their standing in their respective markets. As part of a broader strategic realignment, both units aim to reinvent their approaches to sharpen their competitive edge. Finally, Executive Chairman Marcus Limonis sought to articulate a vision of revival and ambition in his remarks. Limonis underscored the strategic milestones the company has set, including achieving $2 billion in revenue for 2024 and eyeing a $3 billion revenue run rate by the closure of 2025. The quest for profitability remains central as Beyond Incorporated seeks to chart a course through the tumultuous retail landscape. Listeners in the furniture industry It's clear that the path ahead for Beyond Incorporated is one of both consolidation and innovation as they navigate the challenges and opportune shifts in the furniture retail sector. Thank you for joining us on Furniture Industry News. It's been our pleasure to provide you with today's insights and updates from around the furniture sector. We're committed to keeping you well-informed and ahead of the curve with the information you need to succeed. Don't forget, for your daily dose of industry news, visit FurniturePodcast.com. We look forward to having you with us again tomorrow for the latest developments and trends. Until then, take care and have a productive day in the world of furniture.